Well, ready or not, winter is here, eh? <laughs> My goodness. I notice that we have several guests with us this morning. A very warm welcome to all of you, and we hope that you will be able to come back and be with us again another time. I love the season of Advent. As I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, it has its own special grace and character. Advent reminds us that we are part of a plan of God that is not yet complete. There's more. Christmas will celebrate the first coming of Christ when he was born. Now we live in what is called the age of the church, where we try to cry out and bring as many people in the world to Christ, that they together with us may know the saving, redeeming love that Jesus accomplished by his cross and resurrection. But there will be a day, as Advent reminds us, when Jesus will come back and return and bring to perfect, complete victory what he accomplished on the cross, his victory over sin, Satan, and death. And while what he did on the cross and by his resurrection was perfect and complete, it is not yet complete in us and in all the peoples of the world. And so Advent reminds us that waiting will always be a part of our Christian life. We are waiting. And we are taught by our Lord and by the scriptures how we are to wait. And I was given one of those reminders yesterday at the store when I went to buy some bread and some butter. You know, bread is just a vehicle to have butter. You know that. And what did I hear? In front of all the major storefronts throughout the season of Advent, we're going to hear this. And you know what this is. The Salvation Army bell. Asking, begging for our gifts and our generosity. Let's be honest. Sometimes we find this bell a little annoying. Sometimes it's just inconvenient. We are so focused on going into these stores and getting what we need. We want to check off something more on our checklist. We're busy and nearly focused on what we're about. And then we hear the bell. And sometimes we're caught off guard because, like me, sometimes we don't have any loose cash or loose change. And we don't want to appear ungenerous. But this bell reminds us of what is greatest in you and I. 
what it means to be most fully human, what makes us most like God, made in His image. You and I are made to live lives of sacrificial, generous, self-giving love that we see in our Lord Jesus Christ. And the best way to live Advent is as St. Paul says, therefore, may God make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, that the Lord may strengthen your hearts. And he goes on to say, I know that you are already living this way. And I know that you, together with me, that we are trying to live a life that is generous and self-giving. But St. Paul says to the Christians in Thessalonica, and he says it to us today, but excel and improve all the more. Let yourself go even further in this way of life. Why do you and I need this encouragement? Why do we need this reminder? Jesus said, Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy. This is why we need this. And to understand the drowsiness of heart, which is a spiritual drowsiness, what it means is simply this God-given, graced capacity for sacrificial, generous, self-giving love. It's when we allow that to weaken and fall asleep. When we allow that to be diminished. And Jesus says there's three things that can do that in our life. He says carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of daily life. I looked up the word carousing. That Webster guy, he can be pretty handy. It basically means to live a life of unrestrained self-indulgence. That's what that means. And usually it refers to the areas of sensual pleasure, like food and drink and the area of sexuality. In our day, we would have to throw in TV and social media, since many people experience addictions and they, they struggle with excessiveness in that area. These are the things that can diminish and weaken our heart to live this path in Advent of greater and greater sacrificial, generous, self-giving love. And why is that? Because when it comes to the area of our appetites, our sensual desires, when we live in a country that has so much, we will always be tempted to take this path of easy, almost no resistance. Because to go down that path, it costs nothing.
It's absolutely easy to yield to every craving and desire to scratch whatever itches. All you have to do is just yield and let go. It doesn't cost anything. But as we do that, our heart becomes spiritually flabby. And it's harder for us to then choose the path, which is a harder path. It's the better, more beautiful path. But let's be honest. To love every single day. To commit to love day in and day out. It's hard. It requires sacrifice. It requires going against ourselves. And if I'm saying no to all these pleasures and desires, it'll be harder for me to say no to myself with regard to pride, with regard to selfishness, with regard to laziness. I will always take the path of least resistance. And then my life is diminished and becomes very empty and miserable. That is not a way to live Advent. As St. Paul urges us. And so this is why you and I will need to do what Jesus asks. Notice that he recommends one thing, which is prayer. <laughs> he recommends prayer. The one thing that so many Christians make little or no time for. He says prayer because it's not about trying harder. It's about receiving more from the one who is our strength and the source of this sacrificial self-giving love. If I pray, I will receive the grace to exercise restraint and moderation with regard to these gifts of God, these pleasures of life, and I will be able to say no to them and yes to love. One example that comes to mind is I have a friend who made a promise years ago that when he's ever in a situation where alcohol is served, he will only have one beer. One beer. It doesn't mean that two beers would knock him off the edge. But this is what helps him to be ready and open to God at every single moment. To say yes whenever the Lord or charity knocks on the door, even when it's inconvenient. Another example with the same friend, we often go up north together after the masses on Saturday and Sunday. We'll, we'll head up to a cabin up north and we have decided mutually to have what we call cell-free, cell phone-free Sunday nights. Oh my gosh, you got to try this. I'm telling you, we get up there, we put the cell phones away. And this, in saying no to that pleasure, it allows us to be more present to each other, to go further in love for one another, and to enjoy each other's company.
Oh, I hope you try this. And if not Sunday night, try another night. Cell phone free Sundays. Man, oh man. So, how are you and I going to respond to this teaching? Certainly, we have to be intentional about praying this Advent. And then we have to ask in that prayer for the grace, Lord, help me to exercise greater moderation in the areas where I can tend to be overindulgent so that we can be more mindful and have more energy and time to give to the poor and the needy that are around us. If we are not self-absorbed with all the cares and anxieties, some of which we don't need to be anxious about, we would have so much more energy to expend in love. Maybe some of you as families will commit to serving a meal down at Dorothy Day Center or at Sharing and Caring Hands in Minneapolis. Maybe some of you will commit to uh, feeding my starving children over in Egan. Maybe you'll keep a few dollars in your car visor to give to that beggar on the entrance ramps. What are you and I going to do to increase and grow in love? As we receive the Lord in the Eucharist today, it's beautiful how He comes. He comes to save us, to redeem our hearts in order to set them free to live advents of greater generosity and self-giving. Let us do that together. Let us pray that God may make us increase and abound in love. Amen.